Hey book nerds this is Kushbu and welcome to my podcast The Little Ladki your one stop for everything bookish So recently I saw a story on Instagram about a store which sells second hand books at cheaper rates obviously It was a good initiative that's what I thought because generally to get the second hand books you have to go some Sunday sasta wala market and uh, just look for some good books in that pile of books which is not very helpful and it takes a lot of time too but also we are readers and we are always broke because we have a lot of books to buy and a lot of books on our wish list so i thought it's a great idea but as it turns out they were pirated copies and i thought wow what a waste of money because as a reader and also as a person who earns but doesn't have to pay rent right now i started investing in beautiful hardback copies of my favorite books which is an investment no mom i'm never going to sell my books and please don't even touch them so the point here is a lot of us readers don't know much about the format of books I can identify a pirated book from far because I work in a publishing house and I thought I would tell you the different kind of book formats available in the market because sahi waqt sahi kadam satark rahe jai you're spending a lot of money and you should be a smart spender because these pirated copies the booksellers charge you the same as they would for a paperback So it's like they're cheating you and you should be a smart person because you're a reader. Okay, how to check if a book is pirated? First, you can look at the pages. They will be of a bad quality or they will look like textbook, which is not the real kind of pages that are used for a novel. The spine, you can just um, take the book and check the spine. It won't be aligned. You can also check the formatting. the typesetting won't be right you know the lines will be slanting the pages won't be cut right even the shape of the book won't be same so you'll get to know the cover will be badly printed and you know sort of uh, smudgy because they are printed in very poor quality so you'll get to know that this book is pirated and you'll not buy. i mean if you're getting a pirated copy which you know is a pirated copy for 50 bucks or so then maybe i would understand but even then it would be like cheating the authors because they've put so much of a, an effort in writing a book and yeah we should not buy pirated books i think but then if you are paying the same amount then make sure that you're not getting a pirated copy now most of the books when published they come out in hard cover Some of them have a dust jacket, the jacket you can take off. Others are paper overboard editions. There are industry names for these versions, but Sonuki, you know, a publishing house prints hardcover for big authors because they're big, bulky and expensive. Also, the pro- profit margin is high for hardcovers. Booksellers love these as well because the buyer feels like they're actually buying something and paying for it also these are easy to spot in bookshops hardcovers are all great i mean even if uh, on a bookshelf you'll see them you feel such a pride for having owned such a book 
But if hardcovers were all that great and shiny, then why did paperbacks come in existence? So, you know, I actually had that question. I didn't actually think that this is a question until I found that there are other formats and all these things. So I did a bit of research, which was like me reading 10 articles in one go. Read a much. During that time of Great Depression and World War II, people could not book afford books anymore. It was Penguin, the publishing house, who began publishing its cheaper commuter-friendly paperbacks in Britain in 1935, and the pocket books followed suit in the United States in 1939. In a country still buffeted by Great Depression, hardbacks were out of economic reach for even the traditional reading classes and, you know, people who were rich because they wanted to afford food and house and clothes and those kind of things. Books was not priority anymore. They needed it, but food is more important, you can tell. And then World War II. Prior to 1930s and 40s, the American paper market was the dominion of pulp novels and comics. What are pulp novels? So pulp novels or magazines were inexpensive fiction magazines that were published and the term pulp comes from cheap wood paper which the magazines were printed on and that's why they were called that. Now serious literature books were only available in costly hardcover forms but wartime America created a new audience of soldiers hungry for the comforts of home and a distraction. I'm actually amazed to think that people who are fighting a war could actually read a book and find a distraction. It must have been such a big comfort. Like for me, it is distracting from my issues and mental illness, which is not any way less, but a war is big. So anyway, in a partnership between publishers and US military, cheap armed service edition paperbacks were produced on magazine presses and sent to the front lines. When those soldiers came back, there was not not going back to days without less expensive, widely available and easily held book format. That's how we got paperbacks. Now, in India, we generally get paperbacks, which are called paperback originals or trade paperbacks. They're cheaper as compared to hardcovers, easy to carry and easy to hold while reading. The size is generally 5 to 8 inches and they are large, generally of a better quality and they are printed on higher quality paper too, sometimes acid-free paper. And then there are mass market paperbacks. You must have seen three options or four options when you are on buying on Amazon, paperback, hardcovers, mass market, audible, kindle. So what are mass market? Mass market paperbacks are small, inexpensive editions. They're pocket sized and they have that rough paper quality and the formatting is also very tight. Like the words are very close together and very small because they need to reduce the size. Now, before I move to ebooks and audiobooks, I want to tell you what to check before you buy a book online. First, you need to check the seller and the publisher. You can even check on Goodreads if that particular version of book that you're buying was actually printed by the publisher or not. 
This information is also available on the website of the publishers. Also, what happens is these classics, which are I guess 60, 70 or maybe 100 years old, after a particular set of time, they are free for the public to print. You know, the copyright gets over. So any publisher is free to pick the script and print it. That's how there are a lot of versions. A book I remember is A Little Prince. Uh, so we got a lot of these copies in the book exchange that we did. And a lot of them were pirated. I could just tell. So pay attention to the cover as well. Different countries have different covers. Even hard bags and paper bags have different covers for, you know, the books generally by foreign authors. And uh, yeah, they even have anniversary editions which have more elaborated covers. There are collectible items which have another set of covers. So you can buy them according to your pocket size. Now there are also proof copies and ARCs. ARCs are advanced reader copies. But only people close to the author or people who are good reviewers or critiques get that. I got one ARC but it was in Kindle format. I have joined some groups on Goodreads. They send you emails or messages about when the new ARC comes out and you can just leave your email there. They pick some random 15 people and they send it to you and you just have to review the book, which I think is not a bad option. So if you want books for free, you can join one of these groups on Goodreads. Wow, there's a lot more to talk about this than I imagined. Let's talk ebooks. I love ebooks for two reasons. First, while traveling, like let's just say I'm in the middle of a book or I'm about to end a book and I don't know which I, which one I want to read next. I can't take all the books on my TBR. So it's better if I, you know, take my Kindle with me and, you know, have some options downloaded. Also, they're cheaper when compared to other formats. Like there are so many books which I want to read and when I go and check their price on Amazon, it ranges from 1500 or, you know, 2500 I'm like, wow, that much for one book? But their Kindle versions are, or their audio books are available for a cheap price. This happened with me recently. So, yeah. And it might not be available. The kind of book you're looking for, it might not be available in India, but its Kindle edition will be available, that's for sure. Anyway, let's talk about audiobooks. I know of three platforms, Google Playbooks, Audible, and Storytel. I haven't used Google Playbooks. Has anyone? Does anyone? So my first audiobook experience was on Storytel. I got a 30-day trial period. It was some offer because I work at a good company. My first book was To Can Keep a Secret by Karen something. I can't say her name right. So what I did was why I picked up audiobooks was because it used to take me time to commute to my office and I didn't just want to spend my time looking at the same houses or buildings every single day and I wanted to utilize that time. So I would just pop in my earplugs and the helmet and I would listen to the book even if it was for 30 minutes or 15 minutes because it would count for something 
and then there were always some chores to do like i had to do the laundry wash the utensils cook for myself or clean my wardrobe and it felt like such a loss of time because i just could not read anymore so that's why i switched to audiobooks and it worked for me so the next book i read was some large expanse of see something by tahira i don't remember the other book was which changed my life and my mind about audiobooks was 99% mine by sally thorn so why it happened the thing is in 99% mine by sally thorn available on storytel the narrator's voice was so captivating and so sexy and so rich that i switched off the lights and i heard the book until it was over i was like wow it felt like it was going on in my head and i could remember all the sentences all the words that she spoke and the way she spoke it so i was completely taken then i had to go through some issues with my eyes i could not see clearly for a few days and being a restless person that i am i had to listen to some kind of books so i listened to a bookshop in no a stationery shop in tehran love boat taipei by abigail wang and then there was some fixer up thing and others i don't even remember because i read a lot of books what is the trick to find the right audiobook for you the trick is find the right voice that suits you because you might find some voices very annoying like i was listening to this book called the bookish life of nina hill and the voice of the narrator was so shrill that i could not listen to the book even though i wanted to so that's the first thing about audiobooks also listen to a book according to when and why you're listening it let's just say if you're doing some course and there is a possibility that you won't be able to pay much attention you can just listen to a light book like a chiclet because even if you miss anything it must be a cliche and you won't have to go back and listen to it again but don't listen to a book like um, haruki murakami's or uh, and the mountains echoed by khaled husaini because these books have words sentences that demand attention that demand you to close the book and ponder upon it and think what the author wants you to think so these kind of books would be hard to listen on as audiobooks that's what i think but the choice is up to you and uh, yeah now i'm listening to the house and the end of hope street by mena van prague on audible and i also have another book bought which is called the authenticity project why did i buy these two books on audible because they were not available on storytel and uh, these books are very expensive and bought otherwise or they were at that point of time also my sister had like two credits on audible and she did not know what book to buy and even if you cancel your subscription you get to keep the books so that's what i like best about audible now if you're wondering which one is better audible or storytel i'll give you some pros and cons for audible i like its user interface it has chapters which makes me feel like i can read a book 
you know there uh, so i just give myself some targets like second chapter is of 30 minutes and third chapter is 45 minutes so i'll just listen to one or two and i bifurcate in parts which makes it seem less burdening otherwise books are like 10 hours long or 19 hours long sometimes so it can feel like a very huge task for someone like me who finishes a book in 4 to 5 hours even if it's like 600 pages uh, on audible you can bookmark places but one book costs like 199 and i guess you need a particular sort of card to subscribe like my debit card didn't work but my sister had this credit card which worked so i'm not sure about that also storytel is for 299 but it is like netflix and you have a lot of options you can share it with other people you can listen to multiple books at one time and uh, the thing is if you cancel the subscription you don't get to keep the books so that's one downside also i don't like the ui because the app keeps hanging it's very slow but there are other options as well and you can pick according to whatever you think works for you if you listen to a uh, an audiobook once in a while then you can go with audible and if you think you'll be listening to a lot more books then i guess storytel will be better yeah that's all i had to say for today because um, yeah i covered everything right oh i didn't think i'll ever do an episode on book formats but i thought it was very important after i saw that story and i figured out okay as a reader we are not aware of the kind of books that are available and it's so easy to cheat us because we are so hungry for the books and the knowledge and just holding that baby in our hand that we are ready to shell out any amount of money right i've like spent 8000 bucks on books on books and beyond and they're not going to arrive anytime soon they'll come in october or november and i'm like yeah so you see where my money is going okay this is it for tonight or today i'll see you on wednesday <laughs>